0: Dealmaker Insights, a podcast brought to you by Reed Smith's corporate and finance lawyers from around the globe. In this podcast series, we explore the various legal and financial issues impacting your deals. Should you have any questions on any of the content through this series, please contact our speakers.
1: Hello, welcome back to the Dealmaker Insights podcast channel. Today, we you have Adalamos and Marie Bory. We are part of the corporate team in the Dubai office of Reed Smith. And today we will talk about setting up a business in, in the UAE. So the purpose of this podcast is to basically take you to the practical or some of the practical terms and issues to be considered when setting up a business or considering setting up a business in the UAE. Uh, to, to keep the discussion in informative and interesting, we have structured this podcast as a case study, hypothetical case study discussion, uh, where I'm going to play the the role of uh, the UK CEO who's running this mid size UK uh, IT software company. Uh, it's been doing some work for for UAE clients uh, and. GCC clients recently and now is looking to expand its business further in, in the Middle East and has come to Marie to, to get a bit of info about how you set up a business in, in the UAE and particularly in Dubai. So my company is, let's call it uh, IT Intel, would like to understand a bit more about the setup process, what we should take under consideration and pay attention to. Also, do we have any options and what's uh, what's the best option for what we intend to achieve? So, Marie, can you tell us a little bit about things that we should consider when uh, when structuring our future presence in in the UAE?
2: Certainly, Adela. I will be delighted to guide your fictional company through the ups and downs of setting up a business in UAE. So, basically, any business in the uae in any emirates is required to obtain a license conduct business as per the terms of its license and have a registered office at all time in the uae onshore or in the uae uh, free zone so the legal form the place of registration in or outside a uh, UAE free zone and the type of license for your company will vary greatly depending on its business model. So for me to uh, properly advise you on the corporate structure, I will need some clarification uh, regarding several items, which are, first of all, the business activity the entity will be conducting in the UAE, the number of employees who will be based in UAE and sponsored by the new entity, the type of real estate premise required by the entity for its registered office, the type of clients the entity will be targeting—onshore client, zone client, foreign clients, or governmental bodies—whether or not the license to be applied for is regulated. That's something I will be able to determine once you have uh, explained a, a bit further what type of uh, uh, a business activity the entity will be conducting. Have you seek tax advice in the UK? regarding this setup. Is it a joint venture or an association with a local partner? And finally, can you please let me know who will be managing the entity?
1: Thank you, Marie. Uh, Well, let's say that IT Intel is a software company operating exclusively online. We do not trade hardware at the moment, although we may do in, in the future, but not for now. The company is already servicing clients located in the UAE on a case by case basis. We sometimes even have clients in the wider GCC. And we have noticed that the the number of requests for services coming out of the Middle East has increased significantly in the recent months. Therefore, we have sat down as a board and have decided that there is a good business potential in the Middle East for our business. And therefore, in order to realize that potential, we should set up a permanent presence. We would prefer to set it up in Dubai and it should be suitable for us servicing our clients in the UAE, but also it should serve as a hub for the expansion of our business throughout the wider GCC in the future. In terms of clients, well, we'd consider tendering, uh, bidding for public tenders, for government work, if available, but we're probably going to continue servicing our individual and commercial clients. Tax, you've mentioned tax. We have not received tax advice at the moment in relation to this expansion of our business, but we will do in the future. And I do understand that that is a very essential part of our, um, the process. You also asked about manager. We do not know who the manager of the entity is, but we're thinking of recruiting some people locally, potentially a manager, but we'd also like to keep a certain level of control over the management of the company at parent company level. We are not looking to associate ourselves with a joint venture partner at the moment, but we might do at some point. For now, we're just setting up the business ourselves. In terms of where we're going to set up, you mentioned free zones and onshore options earlier. I've heard about free zones, but I don't really know much about them. Can you please explain what the difference is between free zones and onshore and what our options are?
2: Well, a free zone is an interesting concept and over the years, the past 25 years, the UAE uh, has created many special economic zones designated to attract foreign investors. They are typically established around ports and airports to facilitate trade and offer many incentives such as zero rated custom duties. Some free zones have been set up as business hubs to promote and support certain sectors, such as healthcare, media, IT. And we do have two independent financial free zones, the ADGM and the DIFC, who have their own uh, common uh, law system and courts to support financial service company. Historically, foreign ownership restrictions apply onshore UAE. And although they have been relaxed recently, allowing more direct foreign investment in the UAE, free zones are still a very attractive place to register a business. And I will be happy to discuss the the pros and cons of setting up a a company in in the free zone. So the, the main advantage, as I said, is a full foreign ownership. That is permitted and it will guarantee full control over the management uh, of the company. Onshore, depending on the activity, although certain activities have been relaxed and allow, attract 100% foreign ownership, most of the trading activity conducted onshore will require the setup of limited liability company with a majority local shareholder either a company 100% owned by uh, UAE uh, national or uh, UAE national. Many free zones offer a tax-free holiday up to 50 years and are exempt from custom duties. The tax holiday has been promised on the basis that whatever change in the tax regime on shore it will not apply to to free zone during the tax uh, holidays. Another point to mention is in the free zone, the legal form of the business is still limited. It's either a limited liability company, either with one shareholder or more than one shareholder, a branch of a foreign company or local company and some free zones allow the incorporation of a public joint stock company, but this is quite uh, rare. There are a lot more options in terms of uh, legal uh, structure onshore. The main disadvantage of a free zone setup is that the range of business activity permitted to be licensed in the free zone is Limited. Certain activities are regulated in the sense that they have to be. A license onshore and attract special approval from a certain local authority. The, the main activity that is restricted in the free zone is all trading activities, they have to be set up onshore through a limited liability structure, and they will require a local sponsor owning 51% of the shares in that limited liability structure. The other disadvantage will be the availability, the location and the cost of a real estate. The company, any company in the UAE is required to have a registered office and the uh, office has to be located where the company is registered. So if you are as a company registered in a specific free zone, your office will have to be located in that free zone. And certain free zone, the landlord is the government of Dubai (laughs) and private market rate do, do not apply. So the, the cost of the rent is a lot higher. That needs to be taken into consideration when you are looking into a setting up in the UAE. As a IT company like IT Intel, it's an interesting activity because IT is considered as a service and as such, IT Intel will be able to set up in the free zone and onshore as it's conduct, uh, what we call a professional activity. However, if the company wishes to enter into governmental contract, a non license will typically be required. This is something that can be resolved easily as in the UAE uh, free zone entities are now allowed to apply for what we call a dual license which is a branch office outside of the free zone uh, holding a non-shore license without the requirement of having a separate office outside of the free zone. The best option will remain the the free zone for tax reasons from a UAE perspective.
1: Thank you for that. Are there any particular free zones that would be more suitable for our type of activity?
2: Yes. As an IT company, there is one free zone that would be particularly of interest for IT Intel, which will be the Dubai Internet City. So this is an example of highly specialized free zone. The... Dubai Internet Cities is uh, part of the Dubai Development Authority, which has sub-free zones such as Dubai Media City, Dubai Internet City, Knowledge Village. And the free zone is designed to attract IT uh, software and technology uh, company. They provide a business hub and specific advantages that are specific to uh, the industry. In terms of infrastructure, services, etc.
1: That sounds great. Uh, what about tax? You mentioned the tax holiday. I thought there
2: was no tax in Dubai. Has anything changed? There is currently no tax in Dubai except from uh, the VAT and uh, custom duties. However, a new corporate tax regime will be introduced in UAE starting in 2023. The tax rate uh, will be 0% for taxable income up to 375,000 dirhams, 9% for taxable income over 375,000, and a different tax rate that still needs to be just confirmed, probably uh, 15%, will apply for large multinational companies that meet specific criteria. So it still needs to be clarified the law has not been uh, officially published, gazetted, but um, businesses established in free zone should be subject or will be subject to corporate tax in UAE. However, the corporate tax incentive currently offered to businesses established in free zone that comply with all regulatory requirements and do not conduct commercial activity onshore UAE will still apply. So it means that free zone company will benefit from a tax holiday of up to 50 years, depending on the free zone. Still, it isn't clear if um, the revenue derived from you know, onshore-based clients will be taxable or not. So this is still a, a big question mark, and it will have to be clarified, you know, uh, during the year.
1: Very interesting development. I think you mentioned VAT earlier. VAT applies in free zone.
2: Most free zone. In most free zone, VAT applies. There are certain designated areas where the, the the VAT does not apply. But to be objective, most of the the free zone based company are subject to VAT. Thank you. Just to move on to license. You said that in order to carry
1: on business in the UAE, we need to obtain a business license. Can we obtain a business license for everything? Is there, are there restrictions as the business licenses Are there different types of licenses? Can we start with one type of license and then perhaps expand our activities later? Well, in
2: the UAE, there are three types of license. The first type is commercial license. Typically, it covers all trading activities, specifically trading of physical goods. Uh, the second license is what we call a professional license. Typically, it covers service type of activity and then industrial license. It's very important for a company to really understand that there are restriction of where a company can obtain a a license. Uh, For IT Intel being a software company, Dubai Internet City will be most probably the the, the best option in terms of location. That being said, if in the future, IT Intel wishes to expand this activity, change this activity, then Dubai Internet City might not be the right location. So what will happen is either the company will be able to Change its license, amend its license, and still be compliant with the mandate of the of the free zone and the, the local uh, rules and regulation, or will simply have to uh, set up a, a separate entity. Typically, what we see is that. It's one company, one license. It's the number of business activity that can be listed on the license, or the number of licenses a company can apply for is limited. So there might be a, a requirement to set up a, a separate legal entity depending on the type of activity IT and uh, TEL will like to conduct in the future.
1: That's interesting. Someone mentioned something about dual licenses. Can we get a license to operate onshore from a
2: freezer? This is correct. But again, certain uh, requirements apply. A dual license has been created to allow free zone company to set up shop onshore for certain activity that can be licensed under a branch office setup. So because the requirement in UAE is to one license, one registered office, it comes at a cost. So to incentivize businesses to to expand onshore, a free zone company now have the option of setting up a branch onshore and apply for a dual license through that branch office. But the type of license they can apply for is limited to professional license, service license. So for instance, a company registered in the free zone that is licensed for trading, will not be able to obtain a dual license onshore because trading-related activities are still regulated in the sense that a local sponsor is required.
1: Okay, understood. Now, you mentioned one one license, one company, one license. I think you also mentioned something about uh, offices. We're an IT company, especially in this COVID era. Most of our staff works remotely. Do we need an office? At all, and if we do, is it does it have, does it have to be in a certain size, or can we get away with one desk somewhere?
2: Absolutely. So it depends on the real estate offering from one free zone to another and onshore. So. You will see that onshore there is a wide range of office offering. It's possible to have an office or a virtual desk in a in a business center. The costs are a lot less onshore compared to freezone, where a business center uh, office. Or, or a virtual office is not always a possibility. And generally speaking, they are uh, still more uh, expensive. But what needs to be taken into consideration is the number of employees the, the company will be sponsoring. So the majority of employee in the UAE are expat and they are required to obtain a UAE residence visa and a work permit under the sponsorship of their employer. So. As I said, IT-Intel will be required to have a registered office located within the free zone, let's say DIC, for instance, where it will be registered. This is always a prerequisite to the licensing procedure. The company will be required to enter into a one-year lease agreement prior incorporation and every year after that, as this is a, a requirement to maintain uh, its license in a good standing. So the license is issued for one year, and the lease agreement, the term is also for one year. And the number of employees the company will be able to sponsor, it uh, depends on the size of its list promises. So there is a quota of visa that will be allocated to to the free zone based on the type of uh, lease agreement in place and the ratio is one visa per nine square meter this is the the correlation between uh visa and uh, office space
1: very interesting and that takes me on to cost obviously we're gonna have to budget for this expansion so can you let me know a little bit about what costs we can expect from share capital to any other costs you mentioned offices perhaps licensing
2: well to start with the share capital the share capital of a limited liability company uh, not a branch will have to be fully paid. So once the company is incorporated and the bank account is open in the name of the, the company, the shareholder will have to, to, to pay the amount equivalent to the share capital in the uh, article and or memorandum of association of the company. And these again, vary from one place of re- registration to another. So in some free zones and onshore, there is typically no share capital minimum. The only requirement is that the share capital has to be sufficient to allow the company to conduct and perform its, its objective. Otherwise, from a free zone to another, uh, the sh- minimum share capital range from about 50,000 dirhams to 300,000 dirhams. Okay, what about other costs? So, you will have uh, a cost at the time of incorporation for the purpose of incorporating the the company, and then every year there will be a recurring costs. So, at the time of incorporation, the company will be required to settle the, the free zone of the local authority uh, fees for the incorporation and licensing. So, there will be license fees and again it varies depending on the place of registration in free zone typically the cost is between 3000 to 6000 uh, usd per year for the license there is also a registration fee around and I'm just giving you estimate, and because obviously, as I said, the, the costs vary from one free zone to, to another, and uh, on shore, uh, uh, for instance, registration do, do not apply, roughly about $3,000. The company, IT Intel, will have to account for the annual rent for its office. So if it's a, a, a simple flexi desk in the business center, it starts from about probably, and again, depending on the free zone, roughly. Three to 6,000 USD and uh, you will have to also account for the uh, visa fee about 3,000 USD per visa. And there are miscellaneous fees that needs to be taken into consideration and they can be estimated around $4,000.
1: Okay, just to, to wrap up in terms of timing, how long should I expect for this setup to take? In the UK, I can set up my company in one day. What about the UAE?
2: In the UAE, at the moment, it will take, depends again on the free zone. Rare free zones do not ask for notarized and attested documents, but most of free zone do. And for that reason, the incorporation process will take roughly eight weeks. And that is the minimum. What will delay the incorporation or setup of the entity? will be the time required to obtain all the corporate document of the incorporator notarized and attested in the country of registration. Uh, With COVID, we see that the notarization and attestation delay have increased. For instance, in the UK, it takes about four weeks to get documents notarized and attested. In the US, it takes about 12 weeks at the moment. So that will have impact on the timeframe. The other delay would be the time required for the company to identify a suitable office. Sometimes it doesn't take a little bit of time. There is no availability in the free zone that you would like to set up the company in. Um, so all these elements uh, have to be taken into consideration.
1: That's great, Marie. Thank you very much. I think that was a lot of information but marie and i are available for providing any any further information if if anyone requires please do contact us there are a lot of things we haven't got the time to discuss in this podcast format so let's uh, hope we'll get a chance to continue the discussion in a different setting thank you very much for listening and have a lovely day thank you
0: dealmaker insights is a reed smith production our producer is Ali McArdle. For more information about Reed Smith's corporate and financial industry practices, please email dealmakerinsights at readsmith.com. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, reedsmith.com, and on our social media accounts at LLP on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.